0: You are now listening to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast, a podcast that promotes self-care for entrepreneurs. Breathe in, breathe out, relax, tune in.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Keisha Milana. And I am your other co-host, Nakia Smith. And today we are live and talking all about how following your dreams can be used as a form of activism. So I feel like this is right on time. we right around, you know, MLK Day. And, you know, MLK is one of the most famous activists that we have had, especially for Black Americans. So we felt like it was only fitting. And before we even get to talking about some of the people that we have found to follow their dreams as a form of activism, I think it's really important just to unpack like activism and how you can take part in it and what does that mean for you? What types of people can you help? So before we get started, I feel like activism should definitely be nonviolent. I feel like that was one of the most important things that I learned in this Leadership and Diversity Institute that me and Nakia were a part of. It was specifically the CT Vivian Leadership and Diversity Institute at Clayton State University. And in this certification class, we learned a lot about the importance of making sure that we use our voices and that. When we do have this activism and making sure it's nonviolent, it's so many different ways we can use our voices, especially in 2023. So just to briefly go down some of the most popular ways that we've seen nonviolent activism in the past, we've seen protests, especially 2020 when we had the George Floyd incident. We saw a lot of people rallying, doing protests. Marching, that's a big one because it requires you to actually get out in the streets, you know, preparation, whether it's making signs, you know, putting together t-shirts. That's all super important for raising awareness. And then even some things I have personally done, I would consider a form of nonviolent activism. So one thing I did when I was in college at Alabama State University, I was a part of this group called Bayo, which is the Black Alliance for Educational Options. So pretty much the whole purpose of the nonprofit was to be able to have charter schools in all 50 states. Because at that time, every state didn't have the ability to even have a charter school in the state. It was only public school and private school. So Alabama was one of those places. And so this organizer for this group came to us, of course, as college students, trying to get us involved, trying to get us to learn about How we can make a difference in our community. He was like, Hey, do you want to like deliver letters to the state house and to some of your representatives and pretty much just encourage them to pass a law that makes it, you know, legal to have charter schools? So we learned a lot about charter schools. We finally was like, Okay, cool. Like, that definitely seems like it's important. So we had to literally write letters for our government officials to see. And then we actually marched, it was about maybe a mile, not too far from Alabama State's campus to the Alabama State House to deliver those letters. So that was super powerful in itself just to see like, this is where they work. We were in their offices. We were talking to their assistants. They was like, in addition to writing letters, y'all can call. So really trying to get them to push forth our initiative that we were looking for it was powerful just to see like, oh, we can write people, we can get in contact with these people that we elect in.
0: Yes. And for me personally, my whole life has been just activism. <laughs> like when you work in nonprofit industry and in education, everything you do is a form of activism. Even before getting into the workforce, I was miss echoes eloquent commitment to help out incorporated. And one initiative that I did one semester was. Getting people to register to vote. So, one of the things I did, I teamed up with someone at the voters registration office. She gave me a whole bunch of registration forms and I set up tables at our game. It was at a football game. And I was like, listen, they're going to come in here anyway. Let me post up here in the front of the gate and get people to sign up. And it was a great turnout for that voters registration. And I was just like, hey, Nikita, look at you up here getting people to vote and registering people. And it was a good turnout. So that's one of the things that I remember doing as early as undergrad as far as activism goes.
1: I love that because I actually have participated in voter registration drives, too. And I feel like especially on college campuses, that's so important because a lot of times the people that's voting are old people. So to get those young people in, that's really a form of activism because a couple of years ago, it was when I was still living in Georgia, but we turned Georgia blue. So that was big, just seeing how you actually get you know everybody involved, get as much of the youth involved as possible and educate them on who they might be voting for. Or even if you don't, just making sure that they're registered so they have the power to vote. I feel like that's definitely a great way to be an activist and definitely nonviolent, definitely low cost, easy to do, easy to try, a great way to use your voice to help the community. Some other things that you can also do to make sure that you're nonviolently showing activism, you can start community groups or participate in community groups. And it could be nonprofits, It could be like your local church. It could be other organizations that's in your community that are supporting causes that you also want to support. Another way you know, it's 2023. We love our technology. And this is a way that I would say you can do to supplement some other ways that you're doing, but a good way could be using your social media platform because people are going to put what they represent and what they're repping for on their social media. So why not also do the same thing for the things that you like to see or the changes that you want to be implemented? And overall, it can be really powerful, especially if you use certain aspects of social media. Like on On Twitter, if you use hashtags, you can find a bunch of people who are supporting the same causes that you're looking to get supported as well. And then that community and those power and numbers, the algorithm is going to cause y'all to be hurt for sure. That's how I know a lot of people have gotten fired recently. That's how people bring up, you know, when people have done harm to them instead of fighting them violently, they put it on social media. They put the video out there and let the world eat them up. In the comments, adding on they two cents, yeah, social media is super powerful, and then another way is follow your dreams, which is what we're gonna be talking about more on this episode, but just in ways that that can benefit not just you but other people, you can pour into your neighborhood so the actual community that you come from, you can be able to once you follow your dreams, go back and pour into it, whether it's financially, whether it's volunteering, whether it's you know maybe. Using the influence that you have to get certain things done for that neighborhood or that community. You can also amplify the voices in your community. So if you have a bunch of youth in your community that you feel like needs to be heard, definitely do that. If you have, you know, entrepreneurs in your community or a special race that you're trying to amplify, whether it's Black or people of color. You can do that once you follow your dreams, because then you can have either the platform or the resources or just the insights to be able to actually help that part of your community once you follow your dreams.
0: Yes, I love that. And we all know that MLK was known for his famous, I Have a Dream speech, where he talked about what he first saw in the future. For America. And sometimes that's all it takes is that small dream or big dream that you have that came to you. And it's kind of like, okay, this came to me for a reason. There's a reason why I am supposed to pursue this. And it's up to you to pursue your dreams. And today we are going to discuss men and women who have pursued their dreams. And as a result, they have been able to give back to their community and be activists in their communities because of it. Absolutely.
1: I feel like it's kind of like the oxygen thing when you're on the plane, where they say like, you can't help nobody else until you help yourself. So if you are someone who's not following your dreams, You fearful, you not, you know, financially getting supported by your dreams, you going to a job you hate every day. It's like, how are you going to instill that in other people to, you know, work hard and accomplish your dreams when it's not something you personally doing yourself? So it's probably not going to hit the same as if somebody who is actually reaching their dreams and following their dreams, even if you're just still in the process, you following your dreams can definitely inspire other people around you to follow their dreams as well. And so, I just want to quickly talk about some of the ways that you can amplify voices because you might be thinking, okay, who can I actually help from me following my dreams? So, some that really hit hard for me are students or the youth. So, just because you're older than them, like they probably gonna be looking up to you depending on what you do. If it's something that interests them, if you're successful in it, they're gonna be like, oh, I could do this when I grow up. Or now that I've seen it done, I know that I'm capable of even accomplishing this goal for myself in the future. It can even be the elderly. The elderly sometimes look at us younger people and be like, you know what? Like if I had the courage to do that back in my day, I would have did this. And you can, you know, inspire them and tell them like, hey, it's not too late. You still can do this. You can start this business. You could do a public speaking. You could talk about your journey. You could start a podcast. Whatever they're trying to do, you can definitely inspire them to do it by just following your dreams. It also could be people with different like illnesses or maybe mental health disabilities or physical health disabilities. A disability does not mean that you're unable. It just means you might need a little bit more support. So definitely want to inspire people who might not have all the same physical or mental capabilities to still understand how they can reach their dreams and inspiring them to, you know, just take those first steps to even try. Even if they don't succeed at first or it's not successful right off the bat, or it takes a lot longer than you, it's okay because if they really want to do it, you can still help them by showing them the steps or showing them, you know, how you did it. And then the last thing is entrepreneurs. So you never know who you can inspire to start a new business. A lot of times people don't just want one stream of income or even now, nowadays, one business. So you never know who you can inspire to one day maybe start a business. And you don't have to think negative about it like, hey, I don't want them to start a business because then it might put me out of my business. But maybe sometimes they can work with you or collaborate with you and your businesses can coincide or be a little bit different to where y'all have different audiences or a different market. But just you having your business or amplifying a starting business by following your dreams, people can start to become more aware of other opportunities that they have for new career fields or for new endeavors?
0: Yes. I did want to add on to that list because, of course, podcasting is a way to amplify your voice, whether that's starting your own podcast or just being an advocate and being on somebody else's podcast and talking about the initiative. Another thing that you can do is start a YouTube channel. We talked about you know, content creation, there are influences out there. And then you can be an influencer for great causes. You just don't have to be an influencer for, you know, products and things like that. You can be an advocate for causes. So I just wanted to put that out there. And then last but not least. Being a motivational speaker. I know that people be like, oh, a motivational speaker, all they're doing is inspiring people. But that's what people need. They need inspiration and motivation to get up, and get out there and do the work. So, yes. So those are some extra ways you can amplify your voice.
1: I love those, especially the influencer one, because, again, you don't have to just promote products and beauty things or clothing or wigs or whatever it might be. You can just amplify causes or maybe if somebody needs some kind of financial assistance, you just post that GoFundMe. That's still a way to amplify the voices of people who need support, people who need help, and it's a great way to use your platform as well. And I think it just makes you more prone to find your community of other people that want to see those same initiatives to be reached. So I love that. And some examples of people that I think are doing a great job with following their dreams and them being a form of an activist. The first person is Michelle Obama. So I actually recently just watched her. It was like maybe two hours with Revolt. So she did a roundtable with Revolt. And it was Angie Martinez, who is a podcast host, and she works on the radio. It was Kelly Rowland. It was Tina Lawson, which is Beyonce's mom. It was Winnie Harlow, who is a model. And then it was her, who is a Grammy Award winning singer. And, you know, I watched the whole thing and it was really good conversations about how at one point they asked everybody on the panel, like, how did seeing, you know, First Lady Michelle Obama in office inspire you? And people just talked about so many different things. And that's something that even I resonated with as a viewer about just seeing her in the White House as an African-American woman. It just was inspiring to let you know, like, you can do this, too. And you can be in one of the most powerful offices in the world. And it just showed you what you're capable of. And it just helps you to understand that being an African-American in a position that powerful is a form of activism. And a lot of people don't want to see that. They don't want to see it happen then and they don't want to see it happen again. So just knowing that you're capable is a form of fighting back against the status quo of what people are thinking, which is, you know, black people aren't capable. Black people aren't competent. They might not be able to hold that position down or whatever other negative thoughts they may have. Just seeing her in that position was super, super rewarding and powerful for me as like a young Black girl. And then it's just also with some of the things that she did while in office, like she was fighting back against childhood obesity. And I know I was, you know, in school and in high school during her term. So I got to see some of those plans actually come to action she was pretty much shifting the way that we have access to food in low income communities. And being someone who grew up in a low income community, I got to see like the food did get a lot healthier and it was a lot less like starchy vegetables and things of that nature. Once she made that initiative and the initiative was called less move and not just did it tackle the actual nutrition part, but it was encouraging people to do more exercising. I know for us, they extended how much PE we had. At first, it was only mandatory to take two years. Then they added and changed it to three years. So it was just some really powerful movements going on that cannot just help one person, but to help a whole nation of people to be able to improve their lifestyles. Like that's very much so activism because it's fighting back against obesity, it's fighting back against health and wellness issues, disease, and a lot of other physical and mental ailments that can come from not eating correctly or even just not getting enough exercise.
0: Yes, to our former, this first lady, Michelle Obama, I love her. She just, I love that Let's Move initiative because it just got everybody up and moving and especially the young kids and just seeing her invite those young kids to the White House and them being on the lawn and things like that. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I want to, I guess, talk about my female woman entrepreneur, Pinky Cole. But before I get into her, I wanted to explain why I chose the people that I chose. So I chose... Pinko and Deion Sanders, but started with Pinko because they are what I consider a disruptor. And there are two different definitions that describe what those are, and I'm going to read them. So the first definition is a person or thing that prevents something, especially a system, process, or event from continuing as usual or as expected. And then two, from a business perspective, it is a company that changes the traditional way an industry operates, especially in a new and effective way. And I think Pinky Cole is the epitome of that with all her businesses that she have that I'm going to talk about right now. So you all know Pinky Cole. For Slutty Vegan. It is a restaurant that gives you an experience, not just food. And not only does she give you food, it's healthy food. It's an alternative to the others that I'm not going to mention, (laughs) but it's vegan foods. You're getting fast food in a healthy, delicious way, but you're also getting the experience that makes people want to continue to show up to her place of business. And something that she did. She grew so fast to the point where she has a slutty vegan in Alabama and she's venturing off to other places and states too. And she's franchising her company and I love that for her. Not only does she have slutty vegan, but she has a book called Eat Plants, bitch. <laughs> 91 vegan <laughs> recipes and that will blow your meat-loving mind. So I love that. It's even the names of her yeah. companies are, you know, it's it's not the typical name. When you hear it, it's kind of like, I'm intrigued. Like, I want to read that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even a book. It's recipes, but I want to try that because I want to see what sauces she's going to throw in there. And, you know, speaking of that, she does have sauces as well. So then... Venturing from her book, she did something that I haven't seen other authors do, which is have the Pinky Call Experience tour. She had a book launch and a tour, but also had artists come to throw a concert. When you looked at the videos, it didn't look like a typical book tour. People was in the crowd swag surfing, you know, turning up. Like, when you hear Pinky Cold, you hear a good time. Like, you're going to have a good time. You know you're going to, because she's all about experience. Hence the name, the Pinky Cold Experience. And that's not even it. She also has the Pinky Cold Foundation. So their mission is to focus on empowering generations of color to win in life financially and in the pursuit of their entrepreneur dreams. Isn't that fitting? Because that's what we're talking about right now. Dreams. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. People who are disruptors in their industry. I just wanted to talk about Pinky Cole as my female disruptor. That's what I'm going to
1: call her. <laughs> I loved hearing about her. And I, of course, have went slutty vegan I've seen her on a lot of podcasts talking about her business. I've seen her and her fiancé, her boo, seeing them together talking about their collective businesses. So I am excited to learn more about her. I definitely think disruptor is the great word because she is doing so much in different areas from health insurance, well, life insurance, to tuition payments, to starting LLCs. I feel like as a disruptor that's giving back to their community, it's important to diversify And, you know, you can help people to reach their entrepreneurial or financial goals in so many different ways. And each one is important. And I'm sure she's going to continue to get more and more support, especially as she grows, because. Having those resources to be able to connect people that are maybe of influence or celebrities or people with money to people in the community that might not have as big of an income or as big of a following is super important for just, again, giving back to your community through activism and following your dreams. Whatever you do, just know that you can still use your dreams as a way to be an activist in your community. You can start to get more resources that can help more people. You can start to set an example for other people, and you can amplify the voices that you have around you. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Make sure you go follow us on social media at 21 Minutes or Less on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then on YouTube, you can just type in 21 Minutes or Less Podcast. And then you can go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana.
0: And mine is at Butterfly 21 M-I-S-S.
1: Yes. And we will see you on the next episode.